Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Uh, no, no worries. Cool. Well, welcome to another Peers Over Beers, everyone. My name is Chris Detzel, and I have a super special guest, Sammy Gabley. Gabley. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> German last name, hard, hard for you. <laughs> What's funny is my last name is Detzel, and people always say Dietzel, Dextrel. I was like, no, it's like pretzel, but Detzel. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, it, it, it is German, definitely. It's, it's, it's probably tough for you in the United States. Yeah, well, you know, kind of. It kind of is. Um, well, Sammy, I really appreciate uh, you coming on. I, I was on one of your shows, I don't know, a year ago or so, and you sent yes. me this really special um, gift. It was, I forget what you call it, but it, you put beer in it. Beerstein. Beerstein. Beer Beerstein. Yeah, it was really cool. And I've used it once or twice. Um, but anyways, let's talk about you. Like, where are you from? What are you doing? Like, tell me more about you. Sammy. So I'm, I'm living in Munich, um, Germany. So home of the Oktoberfest. Um, it's yeah. a wonder that you, you didn't have someone else from, from, from Munich on the Pierce over beer show. Um, that's nope. a must have definitely. Definitely. Um, and, and, and <laughs> I need honestly, more people from Germany, Munich, wherever from Germany, you know, because of the name, right? Beers. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love the show just because of the name. I mean, and then of course you're the host, but <laughs> oh, that's just it's, secondary. It's it's it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, well, I'm I'm the the founder and CEO of Savu, um, a company that provides service and software to help other companies, um, basically, win clients, but also win employees um, via LinkedIn. Um, in a way that includes building communities. So I think there's like an overlap of what your core topics are for, for your show. Yeah, you know, and we were going through this uh, pre-show and you're talking about how you're building communities, but it's, it's a little different than kind of, you mentioned that it was a little bit different than, you know, what I'm used to kind of having my guests on and things like that. But I kind of see building community is there's a different, lots of different ways to, to do it right you know there's online communities there's communities through events there's communities through um you know face-to-face -face stuff there's i mean it, it just it, it goes all over the place would love to kind of get a, a view and understanding of how you see community and, and what you're doing um you know with your company on communities yeah definitely so um maybe first what what i generally understand um what a community should do is enable the um, participants to, to get and create value from each other. So not mm -hmm. like one person on top, usually the company that organizes that pushes something down and other people consume. That's not a community. Uh, that's more like a marketing or whatever channel. Uh, community, in my point of view, is um, like people really getting together in some way and, and getting value out, out of each other. I don't know. Yeah. How do you see it, Chris? Well, I've seen it different ways. I think that you, you probably said it correctly, but I do think that, you know, and I've been thinking about this a lot and I think uh, I'll be interested to get your point of view is one is community, first of all, is just a, a place where people can get together to talk about some common thing that they're trying, you know, maybe they're solving problems or maybe they just want to talk to each other. 
you know, like, you know, let's just look at, uh, I'm part of a running community in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, right? You know, and so uh, I have this community, it's online, it's a Facebook community, and we talk about all things about, you know, gear, what you wear, how many miles you're running, what's a good training plan, and we're all talking to each other about running kind of stuff, right? You know, and it's the same thing. So when you have an organization that has a community, you know, what are they what are they talking about specifically? Well, you could do a lot of different ways. One of the ways is it's a, it could be a product community to where your, your products is somewhat complex. And so they, you want users to talk to each other, to, to help each other. And the organization comes in to help uh, answer some of those questions that are going on. Maybe you have some events specifically around that kind of stuff. Uh, I like your version of a community uh, to where, you know, people are just getting together, you know, and maybe trying to solve some problems. Maybe it's an industry type kind of community. So instead of just a product focus, maybe you're focused in on the data landscape, you know, how do, how do you build a data governance program or practice or, you know, whatever it is that, and, and then you're talking higher level and things like that, you know, so I, 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 I mean, it's a long way of saying, you know, people that have common, not necessarily problems, but common things that are um, there together, um, then you know, they get together and talk about that kind of stuff mostly, right? So that that's, does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. So you added one thing that I forgot. Uh, you have to have people with a, a common purpose in that community. It can yep. be running. And and I mean, um, it's, it's a really cool example that you mentioned. Uh, for me, it's triathlon. For you, it's like long distance running, but still yep. um, you have special topics. You have like, uh, you're really passionate about the topic. And mm -hmm. so you geek out on that stuff that no one else cares, but these people really love it. And so you stick right. to it and, um, and you get value out of it because you get advice and tips and, um, right. and uh, yeah, you also get new connections out of it. Um, I would assume. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you kind of look at kind of the landscape of community, you know, you have people that have been doing this for a long time and, and very much of an expert in this certain area right? Whether it's running or whether it's some part, part of the product or some industry focus or whatever, they've been doing it. They've been saying it. You've got people that are coming in that are new, that have no idea of what to do. You know, when you think of running or triathlon, triathlon what kind of bike do I need? What kind of shoes do I need? What kind of socks or, you know, uh, what kind of uh, hydration or, you know, when you think of the product, how do you go deep into this and do this thing that is really cool that I didn't even know about, you know, but then you're teaching others and others are learning from that. And then they become the experts over time, a year, two years, however long it takes to kind of get to that. Um, so I think, um, you know, the nice thing about communities is, is that you have some people that are really smart about the topic, but then you have people coming in all the time. I think, you know, there's also a little bit of, you know, if somebody's been in some community for a long time, sometimes they get a little bit, you know, like feel ownership and that's okay. Uh, but, you know, they need to make sure they're welcoming and caring uh, about those that don't know as much as they do, you know, because I think if we've been doing this for five, 10 years, and somebody's just doing it on their first year on something, then we've got to groom them, teach them and, and help them, you know, get, and that's really, to me, what the community is about. Yeah, yeah. And, but they also get something out of it. So it's not only giving, you always get something out of it as well. Yeah. And um, so basically... I, I I really think that um, having community at the center of what you do as a 
company, be it for marketing sales, but also for, for hiring is something that will um, set you apart from the competition because I don't see many companies focusing on that. Um, like really honestly focusing on that with the core value of providing value to the community and not pushing something into the community. Absolutely. And um, and I, I can I can tell you how I got like basically inspired by it. It was uh, two guests um, besides you, of course, that that <laughs> did something really interesting. And I thought, wow, that's like amazing. One of them was uh, Rob Gonzalez. He's the CMO of Salesify. They just uh -huh. raised a new round on a two billion valuation. So it seems that they do a lot of things really right. And what he built was um, a community for his top 100 potential clients, CEOs mm. of a billion and upwards um, revenue companies. Um, and he helped them get together. And, um, and I think it was for the pandemic when they started, before the pandemic hit, um, when they started, they, they brought them together, for example, in New York City, and they looked at production facilities because that's what the industry is about, yeah, partly. And... Um, And they didn't push like the Salesify product, but of course they created connections and they became a trusted advisor on the topics where they're experts. And he even pushed it so far that this community became self-organizing so that those leaders started to organize themselves and create meetups and whatnot. So I really liked that a lot. And he said like, this is something that provides so much value and is um, not expensive compared to other things you could do in marketing and sales that I thought, <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I should start to think about how we can do it. So that was one piece. And the second piece was um, an, uh, a lawyer in Germany. Um, I, th I would say the most entrepreneurial lawyer I know, Nick von Jacobs, is his name from McDermott and Emery. That's like a top 10 law firm with a billion, over a billion revenue worldwide. Um, but what wow. he did is um, he created his own conference. So the Munich Private Equity Conference uh, or M&A Conference, it's called MUMAC. And he started like eight, nine years ago. First conference, like 20, 30 participants. Um, now he has like 450 people attending. Wow. All experts around the, the topic of M&A um, and so private equity and all that. Yeah. Um, and I recently talked to some people who attended and they said, it's, it's amazing. It's one of the best conferences there is. Um, he provides a lot of value by bringing the right people together. And it's a mix. Of course, it's Munich. So you could almost guess it's around the Oktoberfest time. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. So during daytime, it's like a conference from nine to four with yeah. some speakers and so. And, and then they go to the Oktoberfest and um, switch <laughs> to like Lederhosen and Dirndl and drink some proper beer out of like one liter max. Um, so I love it. And, And, and that's really cool, they said, because it's a mix of you learn something to it's, you know, it's what I learned is it sounds so simple, but it's true. I think if you bring the right people together and provide some alcohol, there's always magic that oh, happens. Absolutely. Alcohol is the magic, you know, just a couple of beers and, you know, people will talk about almost anything, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I can't disagree with that. And, and be so this is really great. And I call this kind of, customer or community-led growth. Um, and what I've been thinking about, and I've, this is timely, it's so interesting that um, you're bringing this up, is one is I would love to kind of know exactly like when you talk about Salsify and how they've <clears throat> had this kind of community-led growth in a sense, you know, and he says tons of value from that, you know, 
are they tracking that value? Are they, you know, what is that, you know, when you look at numbers or is it something that's just hard to track, but they just know it's there because, you know, they're having events on behalf of Salsify on their own and, you know, which seems pretty amazing to me. And, you know, you've got me interested to kind of look at that. The reason I say that is, so when you look at Reltio, and I've had this conversation over the last few weeks with different community leaders, but when you look at Reltio, um, today we have a community that is just a product community. I say just support community for our product. It's done really well. I've created you know several programs around it that really is helping it to 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 succeed and all these things. But you know, and that's good to have this kind of when you. Uh, place where people can go and talk about the product and get help and things like that. And that will always be very important to when you think of support or product or those kind of folks so that they can learn. And, and so as an organization, we can learn from them. But what I like is more of the approach of, and, and I'm thinking of moving this way and not just thinking, I'm starting to try to push that way now into the organization to say, hey, you know, today we have this great community that I just mentioned. Uh, but but right now it's just a small part of the community, right? You know, if we start thinking about the industry of data professionals, data, you know, how people are doing data management, data governance, data quality, data that whatever, is yeah, that you know, is a yeah, and we start bringing those people in to talk about their experiences on how they solve these bigger problems, you know, eventually, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to talk about my experiences because I'm not a data professional, but I can interview those people, I can talk to those people, I can have them share, you know, um, and, and, and it's people that aren't our customers per se, it can be, but it can be, you know, somebody that we don't even, have. like you said, the top 100 potential customers that we have, let's go after them, and then just get them just to talk about their experiences, and, you know, they, they don't even, something that I said to somebody is, they don't, you don't even have to talk about your company, you can just talk about as a leader in that space, to talk about the space, like yeah. I don't, I never do I have to bring up Reltio. Like when I'm talking to, you know, uh, and somebody asked me to do some kind of speaking engagement, I don't necessarily have to talk about Reltio if Reltio doesn't want me to, which I think they want me to. I could just talk about, you know, how to build a community from scratch or how to build a, a successful uh, webinar program or how to, you know, whatever, you know, do yeah. those things. And, and it's going to be on ha- behalf of that company that's allowing me to speak you know, to that. And they want it because they want to be industry leaders in that space. Right. So I love that. And that's where I'm going, but let's be clear though, Sammy is you, you, you can't do it on your own. You need the backing of some leadership and within your organization, because if you're not getting to get the marketing team behind you, the PMM team behind you, the, um, the engine that really can push the message out to help, these people that you're bringing on stage, either to your events or to your webinars or to whatever it is, um, it's, it's just not going to work. So there's some internal stuff that you have to do. And that's what I'm working on today. So I think that's important, but I, it's really I, awesome. I, I have a smart way on how you can make that happen a little bit more easily. Um, and But before I tell you that, um, oh. I'm going to... I'm gonna, <laughs> it's built an arch, so some people stick with us. Before I tell you that, um, just one other piece that, that I still want to tell you, and, and then I piece it together and show you how we do it as a whole. Okay. So the last piece I learned about, it's from Salesforce. And um, I was an MBA student in Madrid uh, a couple of years ago, and I had a case study about Salesforce. And um, 
they also started inviting in the beginning um, their potential clients to events. In the beginning, it was like fancy dinners. Then one of those salespeople said, hmm, I don't want to have a fancy dinner. Let's just go to a bar and drink. And it was a blast. It was much better than the dinner because, of course, you can mix it yeah. more easily. You can connect more easily. And so um, this was one of the main drivers of the fast growth in the beginning of Salesforce. And you might think, ah, it's an online company. It was all online. But no, it was like these local meetups, these local events yeah. that, that drove growth. Love and it. so um, what, what we pieced together is basically st starting exactly at the point where you uh, mentioned right now. You start by, I would strongly suggest, building your own show. And that's, for example, also something that my company does for other companies. So you start to build your own podcast. That is also, we call it as a video. And you invite, or first of all, you name the podcast around the core topic that your core clients love. It's not your company podcast. Yeah, it's about exactly. the core topic, as you said, really on yeah. point. For example, one of our clients is uh, are, the, um, are the chief marketing and sales officers or the other uh, big bucket as clients uh, we have is uh, leaders in consulting. We call it the show. So company leaders of consulting companies. Um, and, and then you invite, and that's pretty simple, your, your core customers that you would like to have as a customer on the show. And you don't talk about your own product. You talk about topics where they have insights so that yep. other people of the same peer group can learn. Um, and of course, parts of it are, are in the space of where you can help and parts of it are absolutely in different spaces. But that's fine because you want to provide value. That's at least how I see it. You want to provide value to the community. Um, and on, on and the second advantage is you build really good personal connections to the people you have on the show. So um, one little trick you can do, it's really simple, is you do two parts for an interview. You do a pre-interview mm -hmm. where you ask some questions to determine the topics of the show. And you include some questions to find out what the pain points are of your core clients. And by doing so, by mixing these two questions, they don't notice that they are in the first part of a sales um, process. Yeah. Um, so they answer really honestly. It's amazing how, how honest they answer. Um, and then you have the interview and you reserve like 10, 15 minutes at the end of the show recording and pick up the pain point and say, hey, Chris, I heard that you want to build a new community. We at Savu, we have a great process to do so. Would you be interested to learn about that? If so, we can have a short follow-up call. Chances are pretty high if this is your core topic that you say, hmm, yeah, it's my core topic. They have a potential way. I want to have a follow-up call at least. And it works like, I would say, also for our clients and for us, 90% of the cases you have the follow-up call and then it's up to you to close. Yeah. Um, but then you have this uh, cool content piece of a podcast. You uh, repurpose the content into snackable pieces. You put it on LinkedIn on, yeah. on the show page. So you don't mention, you don't create your company page. You create a page around your own show and post mm -hmm. the content. So that is the first step. Next step. You look on LinkedIn, it's super simple. Huh? Um, you, can, you can have a look where your core customers are located physically. Mm. And so, for example, if they are, where are you situated right now, Chris? Dallas. Dallas. So you, you just look at Dallas and say, okay, how many VPs of whatever um, you want to go after are around Dallas? And you invite them to a local meetup, maximum 20 people or 15. And you say, hey, if you're too late, then we are full. And you usually pretty surely can fill it up with partly your own customers and partly yeah. people you don't even know yet. 
you provide um, how we do it here in Munich, for example, we have a, a small daily shop that keeps open for only for us. So it's nice. a cool location. So it's not like the normal hotel stuff. I, it's really boring, I think. So it's a cool location. <laughs> he has really great cheese and, and great bread and, uh, and some ham and, and that stuff and wine and beer, of course, and water. Of course. And so we start at seven and it officially goes until half past eight and I never got out of this place before 12 o'clock at night. Oh, I love and, it. Wait, and, wait, wait. Do you have a spe special uh, speaker? Like, you know, somebody that can talk for 30 minutes and then kind of get the conversation going? Is it just, okay, you do. So that almost, yeah. Uh, oh. So the, the core focus is um, connecting those people so that they get value out of each other. Yeah. But um we found out and they told us, honestly, I mean, we do what they like. Um, yeah. So we have a first, we have a little bit of drinking and eating because people are hungry. So yeah. after, after 20 minutes or so, we start to introduce each other, everyone one minute yeah. um, about themselves. And I ask one silly question, what's your favorite food, your favorite beer or whatnot, so that they open up a little bit. Yep. Um, then we have a five minute um, talk about some topic. Usually I pick someone from the guests whom I yeah. know has something interesting to say. Um, then there's again one hour of mingling and then I pick a second guest who has something interesting to say only five minutes with some Q&A afterwards and that's it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you, there are probably many ways in how you can do it, but that's yeah, a yeah. formula that worked for us really well. And do you do this like once every month or something or what do you, on the local meetups? We, we ask them how often they want to do it. Up to now, it's every second month. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I sense. have to honestly amp it up because the lo lo location yeah. is full now, always. Um, so I have to do it every month and then they can choose uh, where they, yeah. when, when they want to join. Yeah, That's um, And it's really nice because if you mix your existing clients with potential clients, um, I yeah. never talk about us. Our existing clients are usually pretty happy with what we do and they talk about how we help them and whatnot. So I always exactly. come out with new opportunities without ever selling anything. You must be rich. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, no, this is great. Yeah. I love it. This is community led. I mean, we, we are growing. That's good. Um, and, yeah. and I must say, and maybe it's part of my nature. I didn't tell you before, but I'm half North African Tunisian. Okay. So we always have the tendency to wanting to give, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's fulfilling also my need of providing value um, yeah. to, to the people that I want to help. Yeah. So I think that's the goal at the end of the day. If you have that mindset, yeah, you need kind of that killer instinct. I mean, you're, you, you probably have a little bit of both being German and part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I have an opportunity, I go after it. Uh, don't worry about yeah. that one. Yeah. But I, I mean, also, um, don't always be on the sell and push, yeah. push aside. Yeah. Um, it's not really necessary, um, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I mean, then, yeah. Go ahead. And then, um, once you do that, you build personal relationships. And I think even in the in the world we are living in right now, people really crave these uh, personal meetings mm -hmm. um, in in a in a in a like in a different space than they are used to. And for example, in our in the, like in one of the industries, like the the consulting industry. Um, I yesterday invited someone. He said, "Oh God, Sammy, that's amazing that someone is finally doing something like this." There's a cool conference for lawyers. There's a cool conference for for some industry verticals, but there's nothing for us. 
And I don't know why. I don't know why anyone tries to connect because there's so much potential for cooperation, for, for learning. So I, I really believe there's always a, a space, no matter where you're in, for building something around your core customers. I agree. Wow, this has been great. I mean, thank you for sharing so much really valuable and good information. Um, so I'm, I'm interested now, since you brought up, you know, all these really cool things that you do. And, and from your company standpoint, you help uh, customers, your customers build the podcast themselves, right? Um, what I wonder is, so let me let me throw an idea out there for you. And, and because this, I think this is perfect for you. And, you know, I think you could either answer it. So today, when you look at uh, some of these product companies like mine, for example, and, and I'm just going to bring up my examples because that's, you know, that's what I can give you. But is when you look at our main website, it's kind of our core place for leads to come. So, you know, the goal at the end of the day is, you know, they do a lot of paid advertising. They do a lot of, you know, organic type stuff and content that will bring people to our website and things like that. And so, you know, that's going to be a key focus for us over time. Right. But when you look at the main website, you know, they're ta we're talking about our product, you know, and, and what it can do. And we're trying to win keywords and stuff like that. But we're not, what we need to do better at and, and do more of is content around um, the space of what we've been talking about of data management, data governance, which data quality, which we're not talking about as much, but, and, and we haven't even started really. And so we have to get started and that's where I come into play. And so what I'm thinking about is um, doing exactly the things that you're talking about, which gave me some good tips. And I was wondering about this, you actually answered it um, because I've been thinking about it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks is, you know, do you start your own LinkedIn group, you know, when you start kind of your own show and things like that. But yeah. let me, let me get, so that's one. So as you kind of think about it, but two is, um, I need that content that's being created and pushed, and it could be a separate subdomain or website that we call it something else, but all that great SEO and stuff like that is moving to the main website, right? You know, so that yeah. whether customers are, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if people know that realty, because it's going to be like peersoverbeers.realtio.com or something like that, right? That's going to be the website, so whatever it's called but it's got to be attached to that main website. It could look completely different branded wise because you know what I mean? And then, you know, you push your podcast on that website, you push, you know, blogs on that website, you push, you know, YouTube type videos, quick hit content kind of stuff, or maybe it's, you know, and, and then, you know, lots of written stuff and then maybe even bring people to a community at some point to say, you know, here's a link directly to the community login, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's the way, I'm kind of thinking about it. Any thoughts and, and, and does the does that make sense? And, and is that what you kind of help sort of people do or am I way off? Um, no, no, you, you hit it right. Um, and there's even more uh, that you can do. So we, we call our product, not podcast, but social content and leads because it's social content that I think is the future. Um, I don't know if you heard the term dark funnel before. Um, what is it, it called? Dark funnel. Dark um, funnel? Yeah. Okay. So I can nope. quickly explain what, what that is. Um, so you're absolutely right about everything you said, and you should do exactly that because uh, with a podcast or a video show you record, you can get the transcript, you can create blog posts yeah. and whatnot. So I already do that. Yeah. Really, yeah, really, 
really great. Um, so do that, put that on the page. Exactly as you said, everything perfect. Also creating a community page around that, uh, perfect. But I think a lot of stuff where, where your clients probably uh, informing themselves is happening on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you manage to create um, content that is relevant for those people and you push that content, of course, through the company page, but that's usually never working really well, but help your employees select the content they like and, and create like a little bit of, of themselves um, with that content that, that your, your, your podcast created, then you get a huge reach. And because you, your, your podcast or your show is around topics that are interesting for your target clients. So it's not only about your product. So it yeah. should be something that people are interested, especially as you interview your target clients and ask them about tips. Yeah, so it's content from your target clients for yeah. your target clients. It, it usually works. And so dark funnel means um, it's something you cannot track. People will see your content, um, but there is no attribution software that can tell you, yeah, this person uh, saw like yeah. your, your podcast, saw three posts on LinkedIn, then went on your webpage, later on saw another post, then subscribed to something or wanted to have, um, or, or saw a Google ad. And, and, and the Google ad was the last touch And then your attribution software says, ah, yeah, Google works. But it's not Google that works. Yeah, It's yeah. all those steps before. Yeah, And so that's why you call it dark funnel because you cannot really measure it with attribution software. You would have to ask your leads an open question and ask, well, how did you hear about us? Yeah, And then you have to qualitatively assess uh, where they came from. And I think this is a big bucket of where most companies fail right now, um, tapping into this community stuff. And you just mentioned LinkedIn group. That doesn't really work. Um, Not groups. You know? I group. I didn't mean group. I mean a page, like create a yeah, yeah, that page. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I agree I with you on the groups. Okay, the groups perfect. I mean, we tried it. Terrible. To be honest, I didn't know that yeah. it didn't work, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have a link. Realtio has a LinkedIn group, and I've created groups in the past. And I'm like, nobody does shit on these things. You know what? What the hell? Why? You know, it's kind of weird that it doesn't work. Because of LinkedIn, you know, being yeah, it's it's LinkedIn. It's not uh, the person's pe uh, the the people's fault that create the groups. It's just not working in, in this. Uh, I agree with you, one hundred percent. I'm talking about a page like peers over beers, exactly page that yep. you know or whatever you call it, you know, uh, and then start pushing people in and posting that way. Yeah. And you know, for your sales team, that's now a magic trick. And I mean, your sales team owes me a beer. Then I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> So you, you create content clips, um, like short video clips or, yeah. or citation pictures, and you post it on your peers over beer site, for example, and yeah. you tag the person that you invited. Yeah, of course. What will usually happen is that person likes what they said, yep. Yep. and they like it. And what then happens is the LinkedIn algorithm shows this post to the network of the person you had on your show, yep. which is usually connected to your target group because you invited your target group. Yeah. So what we do for our clients and what you could do for yourself as well, anyone can do that, is look at all the people that interact with these posts hmm. and then interact with them. Invite them to be guests. Uh, like, first of all, invite them as a person to Absolutely. be uh, on your LinkedIn network, then invite them as a guest or whatnot. The conversion rates are crazy high compared to cold outreach because people have a social connection. That is true social selling in my point of view. And that's how you get connections to people whom you would never get a connection by cold outreach. I love all these clips I'm going to get from this video right now. <laughs> this is good stuff, Sammy. Um, this, wow. Um, you know, it, it is interesting because you're seeing these companies that 
you know, aren't investing in social like LinkedIn, you know, or even social, you know, we, I've seen companies that will just give a social media person 10 hours a week. And I'm like, what the hell, you know, like, you know, we need to go big on social, you know, I, I think companies definitely should be tapping into the social. That's where, that's where everybody is. Like you said, I mean, you should go where your customers are. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, tomorrow might not be LinkedIn. It'd be somewhere else, but you know, that's all I'm saying is, is that LinkedIn is a huge opportunity. And if we, and if companies start putting dollars and, and focus in on doing exactly like engaging and interacting with these people, instead of pushing out your blog and pushing out your blog, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is our LinkedIn strategy? It's like pushing blogs and pushing blogs and pushing blogs. Yeah, it's like, fool. Yeah, um, yeah you know worked. who does, who I, I really like, um, uh, what's that company? For some reason, it's a very big community that everybody goes to when you type in something that's, what's that company? Anyways, some of these, some of these companies will engage and interact with their customers or if they're tagged into some kind of Reddit. Reddit does a really good job of, you know, uh, engaging with others. So I've seen it to where, you know, they're clever. Somebody will tag them in there and they'll say something you know, in the comments, you know, they're always engaging and interacting with their audience. And I'm like, why aren't more companies doing that? Why do we have to be like this old school thinking it's bullshit, you know, like let's go where our customers are. And email does not work as well as it used to, you know, I'm not saying that it, it, email is still a powerful tool, but it's not, it's not most of that shit you know, when you talk about your product just goes into the trash, you know? Yeah. And if you think long-term, I mean, the U.S. is still a little bit behind on that one. Uh, it's one of the only things that you're a little bit behind besides uh, compared to Europe. But in Europe, there are really hard guidelines around data security now. Yeah. So it's really tough. Uh, you walk a really thin line when you cold email people in, yeah. in Europe. But on LinkedIn, you are allowed, of course, to add someone as a, as a contact, yeah, and then you are allowed to to send them messages, yeah. So that's that's all fine. Um, so that's one way to Absolutely. go around this. And I, I think at some point, um, I think also the US will go a little bit more into the into this uh, in the into this direction. I'm still amazed, to be honest, by um, by the amount of emails um, a potential lead receives from American companies. Um, and that somehow still works. But I, I honestly, I think still uh, email is a valid tool and you should use it, but um, you should also try to at least try other things out. And one thing you should try is um, what we just talked about, like building community um, through different means. It can be through social, it can be through your podcast, it can yeah. be including meetups. And the last bit that I didn't mention before, but the last bit is create your own conference if you don't have it yet. Um, do you have no, a conference um, for your target group at your company? Not, not today. We used to, but after, you know, when COVID hit, you know, we just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. So um, I think, I mean, compared to what you have to, uh, let, let me give the example of the lawyer because he did it successfully. So now yep. he charges like 300 bucks for each attendee who's coming. Yep. And he has industry sponsors. So p- companies that are not competitors to him. Yep. Um, and he doesn't have to pay a dime for his own conference. Yeah, and he gets all the production for free and everything and all the media and all the glory. Um, and I think that is amazing. So I really wonder why companies still pay hundreds of thousands of, of dollars um, to be allowed to attend a conference organized by 
someone else if that is not really necessary, if you can build your own conference. Starting with your show, have several meetups in different locations, you build personal connections, and then you don't start with a thousand people. Maybe you start with 50 or 100. But it's like decision makers on VP or C-level that come to your conference. And um, I honestly believe this is a, a core tool that you have to have. This is a beautiful conversation, Sammy. I loved it. I mean, this was, you know, when you start thinking about um, this to me is community led growth in a big way. And, you know, it's, it's not your traditional and, and from a marketing standpoint, right. You know, this is not your traditional kind of email stuff. Certainly digital is, is important, but it's thinking differently in a digital way, social way. And, and, Wow, you, you have a lot of great knowledge there, and, and I'm so glad you came on today. So, I mean, this I'm gonna I'm gonna you you got me uh, inspired because I've been thinking this way for a little bit, and I've been trying to present this in front of um, others, and people are starting to buy in, you know, but not completely, right? And so having this conversation just helps me in a big way, uh, and I hope that this helps some others, Sammy. So thanks so much for coming on. Here's over beers. It was a pleasure to be on your show, Chris. We'll, we'll have to do this again because uh, <laughs> you're a wealth of uh, information. So well, uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Sammy. Sammy, nice to have you.